Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Living the Good Life Show here back again. Talk a little football right now. A lot of things going on in the world of the NFL. We're going to get into it. Bring on our man from the Sports Gambling Podcast. That is Ryan Kramer. How you doing, sir? Oh, great time to be alive. We're only two weeks away from the draft, so we can <laughs> stop talking about these workouts and underwear and... <laughs> And people getting ar- people getting arrested and eating bananas without peels. Oh. So yeah, excited excited to, to get past it and have some actual uh, voluntary team activities. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I, I mean, first things first. Did you see any of the uh, video footage of Darren Waller and Daniel Jones in Arizona? Oh, it was great. I watched all of it. I love this stuff. It has nothing to do with football, but I do think it speaks to the culture. I, I know Dan Jones has led workouts in the off season before yeah i don't think the attendance was quite like this i mean they were offensive linemen there there were running backs there the entire wide receiver and tight end rooms were there so i mean if you're a fan of the giants if you're a fan of any team and the entire team is like vacationing together yeah that's awesome i mean i i just think about my daughter's club soccer team a weekend away does wonders for the chemistry so I think this is excellent news, and, you know, obviously there's talk of Barkley potentially not showing up for voluntary stuff, potentially Dex not showing up for voluntary stuff. This helps me not care about that stuff, because you know where Saquon Barkley was? Working out with Dan Jones in Arizona. Yeah, you know, first of all, I can't imagine, I can't imagine the New York Giants not signing Dexter Lawrence. Like, it's going to happen you know that i mean he's he's not Lawrence Taylor but this is a guy who you don't let go you know what i mean like and, and honestly you know what as much as we love to smash Gettleman, dexter lawrence was the other pick in the saquon barkley or i'm sorry the odell beckham trade so working out very nicely for the giants yeah i think this is just classic negotiations like if you're dexter lawrence do you want to do some voluntary stuff right before you sign a mega deal you see the the, the tackle market it's looking pretty good and I, honestly he's younger than all these guys and he's he might be better and Wink Martindale, you know, taking some of the negotiation power out of the Giants' hands has basically said this guy, this guy is the linchpin of the defense. So, yeah, he'll be back. Yeah. They'll have a nice, big, shiny deal for him, and uh, we won't be talking about this come training camp. You bring up uh, Odell Beckham now signing with the Ravens for a record amount of money for one year. Good for the Ravens, or actually good for Odell, because I don't know if I would ever want to spend that kind of money on you know, a 30-year-old talent who was a talent, but a guy who's been hurt for the last, I don't know how many years, and granted, maybe he is healthy now, but I don't know. I don't I don't want him. He's a talent still. I think just that talent is social media and off-the-field stuff. Mm-hmm. As far as on the field, yeah, he meant something to that Rams team, but yeah. again, he's, he's old. He's north of 30. He's coming off another serious injury. And when you really dive into his stats, you know when he was peaking? With Eli Manning from 2014 to 2016. That's a long time ago. So I'm happy for him. I do think this probably means we're going to see Lamar Jackson back with the Ravens. I don't think you go out and overpay for an overpriced wide receiver who might be better in name than on the field, who also happens to be boys with Lamar Jackson just because – so to me, this is a sign that the the GM, the coach, they're playing nice. They want to see Lamar back. They mean it. 
And yeah, I think, you know, look, Odell, uh, fortunately, I sat down with the children and we had a conversation like, good news, kids. We won't have to be rooting for Odell this year. Uh, that train was getting dangerously close. John yeah. Mara talking about it in the public. But yeah, I think him on the Ravens is interesting, too, because like we just said, he did show up as a number two on the Rams. Now, can Rashad Bateman be the one in theory, if Lamar Jackson comes back, because you know what I don't see? I don't see Odell playing hard for Tyler Huntley. I don't see Odell playing hard for like an unknown rookie. So I, I think this this all but signals Lamar will be back. And uh, yeah, you know, who knows? Baltimore fun team this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I it, ha- it has to be the case. There's no way Odell signing this contract without a Lamar Jackson almost guarantee. Now, I know that he claims, yeah, he he claims not like even Odell says, no, I I didn't talk to Lamar. This doesn't mean anything. I, I, you know, hopefully he comes back now to me. This is like Lamar is asking for things that aren't guaranteed money, maybe. And this is one of them. Strangest thing of the world of 2023 is that all the big time quarterbacks wanted Odell on their team. So, you know, riddle me confused. Crazy stuff, but uh, exciting things happening. Um, and like you said, two weeks away from um, the draft. But, you know, there's a lot of things going on on the, on the East Coast right now, and it looks like the Josh Harris group's going to be buying the commanders. Hasn't been approved yet. But this is a guy who not only owns two other professional teams, he's got a minority stake in the Steelers. And I don't even know how that works. You know more than I do. Doesn't he have to sell that stake to even have this go through? I'd imagine there'll be some divesting of his stake in the other teams. Uh, I, you know, in some cases, leagues will actually not allow you to own other teams. I know that some like Kroenke has run into that, for example, in the Premier League, mm. uh, considering all the teams he owns in this country. Generally, they just get around it by putting it in like their wife's name or some foundation's name. But I do think this is a positive thing. Obviously, Dan Snyder, as a division rival, you hate to see Dan Snyder go because he was just so bad for the team. Yeah. <laughs> but as a fan of the National Football League, yeah. this is great. Yeah. Uh, and and frankly, I'm terrified because living in Los Angeles, I don't know if the magic touch is something I want on this Washington Commanders team. I saw a hilarious nugget. Dan Snyder will walk away from the team having changed its names name more times then they won playoff games. So not, not the best legacy again, from a team rival perspective, he was, he was great because he just kept the team down. That being said, it's insane that you can do the worst job in your field for two decades. And when you came in, your team was worth 800 million. And when you left, it's worth 6 billion. So don't feel bad for Dan Snyder, but yeah, excited, excited for the the national football league, obviously. That's two more billion, not a good dude, two more billion than the Broncos. Like I, I mean, I don't know. I I, look, I'm not a guy who's telling you what, what value you put on a team like this. Certainly I'm not that, you know, uh, I'm not, I shouldn't be doing something like that. Let's put it that way. But geez, man, I mean, that's a lot of dough. And for a team that just kind of sucks. Hasn't really had a lot of great action. Hasn't really done anything, to be honest with you. All they've been the headlines of are just horrible news stories of, you know, what, I don't even know, whatever it is. Basically, like, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a manual on how to not run an organization. Forget football team. It's an organizational thing. Just poor 
everything. And and you want to talk about ruining a storied team with history. They had a band. They won championships. They were one of the teams in the NFL that had a proud history. Dan Snyder ruined all of that. So I think the average Washington Commanders fan had left to become a DC Defenders fan over in the XFL, getting involved in the beer snake. But I I think this is going to draw a lot of people back. And and I do think, you know, if you're – if you're a fan of the team, you're stoked right now. As far as the six billion, Dan Dan didn't want to sell the team, so he said, "You know what? You're going to make me sell the team." Probably six billion, and someone paid it. Why? Because there's only 32 seats at the table, and you see his value over 20 years went up six x, and by doing a bad job. Imagine you do a good job in yeah. a huge market yeah. in the capital of this country. Like I, I it just seems. Like a no-brainer. This is the classic where, like, you know, if, if you're the car of your dreams was sitting in front of you, but you had to pay fifty percent extra to buy it, would you? Maybe. You know, I think in the case of a football team, I would. <laughs> are we going to see more veteran cuts before uh, we see maybe some more signings? Like, you know, as an example, I mean, look, you got the draft here in two weeks. There's a lot of great talent still available as far as free agency is concerned. Um, you know, like. A lot of defensive players that come up, but like one in particular, I'm trying to find it here. It was off the top of my head, but you know, you have guys like Marcus Peters as an example. I think he's got a lot of gas in the tank, man. I think he's still good to go, and I would love. I saw some stories that maybe the Giants might move on him. I don't know. I think you're going to see a number of the vet, like the true vet defensive moves. And some of these guys that are lingering in like a requested a trade type scenario, team's going to have to pay them soon. Maybe they're able to salvage something. I think you're going to see a lot of this stuff go down right around the draft. We're now at that window where I think if you haven't made a draft day move or a trade, it might not happen until the draft. Again, you know, this stuff kind of stuff gets done in person. And, you know, starting that Wednesday, you'll have every NFL team and all their front office personnel relocating to Kansas City. And I think that's going to certainly generate a little movement. Also, the urgency of the pick. So I would expect we'll see almost nothing for the next week and a half when it comes to serious movement. And then I think, you know, we'll see a, a absolute slew of movement as the draft, as we're building up to the draft, as the draft happens, and even as the aftermath math to the draft. And then I think, again, we'll have a little bit of a dead period until, you know, you can't, you'll probably see some more movement when the deadline for like the franchise tag and some of those times point uh, start popping up around training camp. Uh, before I let you go, again, reminding everyone, we're talking to Ryan Kramer of the Sports Gambling Podcast. Before I let you go, before we go to commercial break, I got to ask you, what team that was pretty much garbage this past season? I mean, got, you know, teams like the Texans, as an example. Um, but there's other teams that were just bad. Okay, let's be honest. What team's going to come out this season, this coming season, and be like, damn, they're going to have like seven, eight wins. Like, whoa, maybe more. Who is that? You know, it, it's it's got to be the Bears. We see this every year. The team that spends the most money always improves their win total by uh-huh. at least two to three wins. They were a three-win team last year. So that means, like, I think as a baseline, they're probably getting up to six wins this year. You look at what's happening in their division. Could they steal a couple games? 
Uh, maybe Justin Fields takes that step. I certainly think the Bears are a dark horse to make the playoffs okay. just based on the NFC and what's happening around them. Yeah, it makes sense. I like it. Hey, don't don't think the Texans might not do something. I don't know about the quarterback, the but I'm telling you, man, I don't know. They're I feel like they've done so much in the in the offseason. It's crazy. Uh, plus, they've got a lot of picks still in the draft. I don't know. We'll see. I'm not a I'm not a Texan football fan, anyways. And when it comes to the NFL, so I'll give you one more in the South, Fine. but the NFC South, okay. Atlanta Falcons. Really? I think you're okay. seeing they just traded for Akuda, former first round pick from the Lions. The, the Arthur Smith, the coach, he has a very clear idea of what he wants to do, and I I, I think they believe in the pieces they have. That they're certainly interesting. Again, another case where you look at the divisional rivals and yeah. you see well, there's not a lot of excitement here. That's true. Again, hey Ryan Kramer, thanks again. Appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you next week, man. Happy Happy uh, Football. <laughs> <laughs> More to come live from Living the Good Life, everyone. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Seeing my review till I'm late tonight Holding someone new Still chasing you Still chasing you Burning, going down, burning, going down.